All right, and welcome back. And this week, our film uh, is going to fall a little bit outside of the range of what you would typically think for Halloween films. Um, but it's going to be dealing with uh, some more realistic horrors, and those are the horrors of the everyday uh, corporate capitalist world. Um, <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about Michael Clayton, uh, the Tony Gilroy uh, movie from 2007, uh, starring uh, George Clooney, a personal favorite of mine. Um, and Betsy has never seen this movie. I have seen a majority of this movie, never all the way through. And so, um, the reason we're watching this is kind of multifold. One, we wanted to watch something a little thrilling, a little bit more grown up. Um, two, uh, Tony Gilroy right now is in the public eye with Andor, uh, airing new episodes weekly on Disney+. Plus. Um, and three, uh, Michael Clayton is about to go off of HBO Max, so we wanted to catch it while it was there. So, today I showed you the trailer... Uh, you asked me why it was rated R. I told you it's for language. Um, what what are your expectations going into this of what this movie is, will be, what, sh what you'll think of it? So I think from the commercial, if I remember correctly, from the commercial, whatever it's called, that, yeah. that it's, he's a lawyer, but whatever. So I, I feel like he's a lawyer representing something and throughout the movie, they're going to try to make him look like they think he's crazy. Okay. That's an, that's an interesting thought. We'll see what happens yeah. when we get that's to the movie. That's what I get from what I saw from the trailer this afternoon and just kind of what the way my brain is working for it. But yeah. That's okay. Um, well, uh, we are, once again, we're recording this before this uh, will come out. Hopefully, we'll have a few of these in the bag before our uh, first episode back comes out but uh we're gonna take a break it'll be just a moment for you but it'll be at least two hours for us as we watch this movie and when we come back we'll give you our thoughts uh what we liked what we didn't like and uh yeah we'll see you in just a moment just a moment for you was almost a full day for us um we watched the movie we ate and we just didn't feel like recording so we're back um so michael clayton 2007 written and directed by tony gilroy um this was the first time you had seen it this was the first time i'd seen it beginning to end um Blanket thoughts before we get into any deep dive. What'd you think? I liked it. It was a good movie. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, for those of you who might have watched it as well, uh, as we said before, uh, this is kind of a dark horse choice for a Halloween movie. It's not really a Halloween no. movie, but 
um, I will get my uh, long shot reasoning for why. Um, for me, this is one of the most horrific, uh, horrific things someone could go through. Um, whereas last week was kind of your fantastical, whimsical, um, magical Halloween, and even a little bit horror movie. This is, while not a horror movie, this movie encompasses so many of my fears as a person. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of kept my pulse rate up consistently through the entire movie. So, um, I really enjoyed this movie. Just yeah. blanket thoughts um, from an acting standpoint, a cinematography standpoint, a direction standpoint, um, even the dialogue. I, I love this movie. Um, and in a growing field of, of genre movies, um, I feel like every year there are more and more, uh, science fiction, um, comic book, um, IP heavy movies. I feel like there are fewer and fewer movies like this. Yeah. Um, and the movies that we do get like this are often relegated to a streaming service um, and the budgets are shrinking and it's just it's harder to get movies like this made and it's for that reason that I really I want to lift up movies like this as the exception and as exceptional um, so getting into my fears the fears part of what kind of stirs this up in, in this time of year for me. One, and I found this out while doing the research, uh, when this episode is arriving on your podcast feed, um, this film is turning 15 years old. Uh, October of 2007 is when this film was released. Um, why, did, why does this movie encompass Mark Spears? Uh, so... Michael Clayton, kind the character, goes through, I would say, a crucible of the various different things that a grown-up professional has to go through in this movie. Mm -hmm. And as he goes through them all, the writer, Tony Gilroy and director, uh, takes us on the journey with him. And uh, one is compromise. Uh, everything is compromised in Michael Clayton's world. Um, there is not a there is not a profession that Michael encounters that does not compromise in some way. Right. Um, the loan shark that Michael is dealing with um, in regards to his uh, his brother's debt. Um, is not the uncompromising leg breaker. This is a guy who wants to get his money back. That's his whole purpose. Just the same as the debt collectors that you may deal with in your everyday life, and as someone who has dealt with debt collectors, um, having to deal with someone wanting to collect the debt is one of my one of my fears. There's always that fear when it comes time to pay the bills. All right, are, are we gonna 
get all these paid or are we going to have to deal with the debt collector? And even when we pay all the bills off, I still have that fear at yeah. the back of my mind. And that thought of the bill being so big that you can't pay it off, that's always a fear. Whether it's medical debt or um, consumer debt, there's always that fear at the back of my mind. Yeah. And in this movie, the movie starts and uh, once we get into the movie proper, after we get out of the in media, in media rest, I gotta be honest, I don't know how to pronounce that <laughs> vo uh, vocally. I've read it and I've written it multiple times. What it means is starting in the middle. Um, once the movie has gotten past that section, we find out that Michael is deeply in debt. Um, and we also quickly find out that not only is he in debt, he is in debt because of his brother's abandoning of a family business that he was starting with him. And it tanked everything. Yeah. And, and so Michael is now dealing with not just debt, but he is also dealing with failed family relationships. And I'm going to open up my armor a little bit and just say I'm bad at relationships in general. Um, but family relationships are always one of those hard ones because they're the people closest to you and they're the people who can help you and hurt you the most. Yeah. And so he's walking this He's got a brother who's had a relapse of some sort. Um, they talk about drugs and alcohol. They never really get specific on it. And the movie doesn't need to. You know that he had a relapse that was bad enough that he stole the tires from his uh, sister. He, uh, he had wiped out the funds of this business, destroying it that he and Michael had started. Yeah and he'd left basically a wake of destruction behind him. And that's awful. And so Michael is left behind to clean up his mess and not only clean up his mess, but he's also protecting his brother. Yeah. Um, and on top of this, Michael is also, he is a professional bagman. He is a professional fixer for a law firm. He, uh, he cleans up other people's messes. Um, both he himself and his former mentor refer to his job as a janitor. Yeah. I'm here to clean up other people's messes. As a former professional facilities and events tech uh, and manager who cleaned up other people's messes <laughs> in a very practical way. This idea of doing an integral, important part of the organization's function, but also being overlooked, underappreciated. He deals with the fact underpaid. that <laughs> underpaid. He deals with the fact that he hasn't um, moved anywhere in 15 years in this profession, the fear of being underappreciated. This this movie is, to, to sum up without breaking down every little fear that I yeah. have that's, <laughs> that's brought to the forefront, this movie is the 
a guy going through the terrors of adulthood. Yeah. And and getting through and sometimes he succeeds. He's good at his job. The the thing about the character of Michael Clayton as played by George Clooney is he's good at his job. There's a reason that he's still at this firm and in the face of everything he goes through, people still come to him. He's good at his job. But it's this relentless uphill battle in a compromised world that he gets through. And the character of Michael Clayton isn't a white hat, white horse hero. Uh, he is deeply flawed. He's, he's divorced. Uh, he's uh, got his son some of the time. And he doesn't seem particularly affectionate with his son. But at the same time, it's important to him to teach his son value. Um, he just said that he matters and he could be more than what yeah he yeah his his brother eventually comes back into the picture and he doesn't I said in the moment his brother comes back Michael is wading through the debt and the trouble of all of this because of his brother and his brother comes back and wants to be accepted like the prodigal son. And at that point in the story that his brother comes back, if, if I'm the Michael Clayton, Crichton, Crichton, Michael Clayton, Michael Crichton's a writer, Michael Clayton's a character. Um, if I'm the Michael Clayton character, I cuss him out, I punch him in the face, I, anything but, what he does in that moment and what he does in that moment is he takes a deep breath and when the guy says I want to make it right he goes give your give our sister back her tires and then he gets in his car and he drives away and he doesn't tell him off he doesn't exact revenge and in that moment I would want to do one of those things and the movie also doesn't take the cheap way out and oh it's all forgiven right um the movie actually makes the character go through it and i don't know that's this is themes. We haven't even gotten to the actual plot plot of, of the movie. This is the themes and environment. The plot of the movie is that Michael as the fixer has to deal with uh, he has to deal with the fact that his his mentor and friend has effectively had a psychotic break um, and all this during one of the biggest cases for their law firm where they're representing a big uh, chemical company. I feel like he had a psychotic break and a... Oh, I lost the word that was right there for me. A moment of clarity? Moment of clarity, a moment of like con conscious... I can't think of the word. His conscious broke through? Yeah, he... Yeah, his conscience, and he he realized what they were doing was wrong too. 
Yes. And I, there's a different word I was looking for, but it was not coming, so it was it, there a minute ago. It's all right. If the word comes back, yeah. feel free to hop in. <laughs> um, so, so Michael is is the main character, uh, played perfectly by George yes. Clooney. This might be the best George Clooney performance I've seen. Yeah. Um, and I really like George Clooney. Um, Kentucky's favorite son. <laughs> um, and he he's perfect in this role. It is perfectly cast. Um, Tom Wilkinson is is great as um, as his former mentor and and friend and who who it's he has these eloquent but unhinged monologues i think he has like three of them in the film yeah. where he he's breaking down how he's perceiving reality even as his reality is collapsing around him um and depending on when you hear what he's saying he sounds like either a madman or a genius um, in that moment and it plays so well in the film that it it almost the film's unsettling I'll, I'll say just from yeah. beginning to end the film's unsettling and, and a portion of that is what everyone's going through this is an R-rated film this is a grown up movie even even if you don't object to uh, the, the the language as for kids or, or teenagers. The concepts and themes going through this movie are very adult and very, even for an adult, even as someone who has been out on their own for nearly two decades, and, and I know that this is the world in which we live in, and the things in this movie very well could happen and happen as they occurred in this film. Yeah. Um, I was deeply unsettled through this whole thing. This isn't, there's a monster in the closet. This is, the monsters are all around you in the room right now, and you work with them. Yeah. And they pay your bills. And and not only do they pay the bills, but they're going to tell you to your face the horrible thing they did, and they're going to ask you to cover it off. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't do this, your livelihood, your ability to make money, and potentially your ability to live, period, right. will be gone. And I don't know, this, the, the whole thing was, I love this movie. Yeah. Um, I love the end of it. The end of it, um, I'm grateful it ends with a, I won't say happy ending, because I don't know that this no. film, it's possible for it to have a happy ending. Um, but it has a just ending. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, just 
where 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 justice is served, um, at least in the moment. Realistically, knowing the way the real world works, I don't know that justice is actually served. Yeah. Um, because I would love to. I would love to just kind of think out what actually happens the day after this movie. Right. Um, so at the end of the movie, uh, George Clooney goes in and via a, a cell phone in his pocket implicates uh, the villains of uh, of their wrongdoing and and then gets in a cab and we get a very um, graduate uh, the end of the graduate where they get in the bus and they drive away and it's a happy ending well is it um and he rides away and he has to think about everything yeah. that just happened and we ride with him in the cab and it's it's not there's not a weight lifted off his shoulders there's not a it's he's just, he just gotta like potentially his job's gone now yeah because potentially he just broke confidence with right. a client to do this yeah and he like it could be bad for him. Uh, this this client tried to have him killed. Yes. He killed his mentor for being a spoiler. Yes. <laughs> I like not like it's the new movie or anything. Um, you no. know, they killed him and then they tried to have him killed and when he's talking he's like, I work for you and you try to have me killed and I'm you know, now you're I'm like, I'm the guy you buy, not the guy you kill. Yeah, and so that's where she realized she made her mistake. And so uh, just top to bottom with this film, I don't want to do a, a plot breakdown of this film because I honestly, if you're, like I said, this is an R-rated film. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, and I don't typically do R-rated films, and I really enjoy this. I, I am very picky about the R-rated films that I'll put in front of you yeah. because I know that it's not your your yeah. thing. But uh, this film is rated R for language uh, and some violence. It definitely deals with serious adult topics. Yeah. Um, but if you're a grown-up and you can handle that, I recommend this movie. Um, it's not a feel-good movie, no. but it is an excellent thriller and it is an excellent dissection of how we deal with compromise in a professional world. Yeah. Um, and. I really enjoyed it. Top to bottom, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, I, I especially appreciate the the choices that the main character makes at the end of the film in doing the right thing, even though it is likely going to cost him. Yeah. And I'd probably even blackball him from yeah any real job ever again. Uh, going going through performances again. George Clooney as Michael Clayton is perfect casting. Tom Wilkinson as uh, Arthur, his his friend and mentor, uh, great. Um, very little hints that he is not an American businessman. Uh, <laughs> that he is, a, in fact, a great uh, acclaimed British actor. Um, yeah. Tilda Swinton is mind-boggling in this <laughs> film, uh, and in both. When I say that, in both a good way, she plays the role to to its T, exactly how it should be played. But at the same time, there are little quirks that she has, like uh, at both the beginning of the film and when we catch up to the beginning mm -hmm. of the film, um, she's, she's in a 
bathroom stall and she's perspiring and she's she's kind of dealing with her her yeah, stress in, in a real weird way and but the way she plays it is so strange but good she makes the right choices even if they're not obvious choices even if yeah. they're weird choices the way she plays her scenes as so precise as so professional she's not someone at when we get into this film she's not someone who in a typical thriller she's had people killed before no this is a person who literally her livelihoods on the line and her company's livelihoods yeah. on the line so she compromises to the point where they hire professionals yeah to clean up the mess and she's not certain about it but she plays it perfectly yeah um the uh, sydney the late sydney pollock as uh the head of the law firm that's going through uh a merger uh, again, just great casting. We watched one of Sidney uh, Pollock's, a great director in his own right, films a few weeks ago, Three Days of the Condor, and he kind of originated this thriller uh, type film back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I, I remember talking to you about it the movie a little bit last night after we turned it off and you talked about you really appreciated this kind of thriller yeah. where it's it's not about how much violence or or death can you see but it's about the thrill of getting from point A to point B yeah. to point C um, or in the case of this film from point C to point A to point B to point C to point yeah. B And I, lo I love this type of movie, and I don't know, I'm, right now, as we're, as we're getting into favorite things, and really kind of watching the movies we want, as opposed to, hey, we're going to watch 20 James Bond movies, or we're going <laughs> to yeah. watch all the Marvel movies that come out, or we're going to do this or do that, and really getting to, to kind of... We'll pick some themes, like this month is is Halloween, and we get to choose what that means to right. us. Um, and next week will probably be something more fantastical or even more violent, but this week is about dealing with, hey, there's some weird messed up stuff in the <laughs> world, and they're creative good ways to tell a story about that yeah and so uh i i do once again if you have not seen this film uh it's rolling off hbo max by the time you're hearing this but it will likely be on cable it will likely be um available for streaming uh somewhere or available for on dvd or blu-ray uh if this is one you haven't checked out before we try not to tear the whole movie apart. We tried yeah. to leave some for you. This is one to enjoy the ride from beginning to end. Yeah. Uh, it is celebrating 15 years uh, out. Um, it is an underrated film. It's a shame it wasn't nominated for more Oscars. It was nominated for writing. It is one of the best screenplays I have both seen and read. Yeah. Um, 
Tony Gilroy again does a great job. Uh, if you're curious about what other stuff you can see um, by him, uh, I highly recommend the uh, original Born Trilogy and Born Legacy um, from 2002 to 2011. He wrote those, uh, directed the Born Legacy. Uh, he also is currently writing and show running uh, Andor on Disney Plus. Um, if you want your thriller to be a little bit more sci-fi laden. Um, and uh, if you're looking for more thrillers akin to this, I recommend uh, The Conversation from the 1970s or uh, Three Days of the Condor, uh, directed by uh, one of the actors from this film, Cindy Pollack. All great thrillers. Uh, if you're looking for something a little more modern, maybe The Interpreter uh, from 2005. Yeah, that's the movie I've been thinking of. I'm like, The Interpreter is one that I was thinking of through this. And like, because that's one of my favorite movies. So go out, support the stuff you love, uh, all of your favorite things. But um, if you're interested in a good thrill ride um, that doesn't necessarily have a high body count, um, yeah. <laughs> check out uh, Michael Clayton. Uh, out for 15 years now and uh, well worth uh, two hours of your time. Yep. So, anything else we got for folks this week? I can't think of anything. All right. You covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are far more exhaustive looks at this film. Uh, I recommend uh, if you want to dig deeper into this film with full breakdown, uh, the Rewatchables podcast by The Ringer Network uh, did a great dissection of it. Uh, a few years back. You can look that up very easily. Um, I'm sure there's even uh, great books written on this film, but it's one that's worth looking into. So, uh, thanks for coming back this week, especially if we chose something that's not a traditional Halloween yeah. film. Um, we'll be back next week with something uh, themed towards thrills or scares or uh, something else entirely that we vaguely connect to Halloween in some way. <laughs> um, but it's still our favorite thing. So, uh, thanks for joining us. We will be back next week. Come back with more of our favorite things. Bye.